party people. I just wanted to issue a quick trigger warning before we dive into this episode. Um, This episode is with Catalyst Domestic Violence Services, and we will be talking about ways to support those who have been affected by domestic violence. Although we don't go into too much detail, I just wanted to err on the side of caution and let you know to take care of yourself in whatever way you see fit if you need to stop listening at any time. Um, That is totally fine, and we feel your support regardless. Take care of yourself. You are loved. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of G Sex G Spot. Um, my name's Alyssa, and I'm actually here with another Alyssa today from Catalyst Domestic Violence Services. And in honor of Take Back the Night and April being, is it Sexual Assault Awareness Month? It is. And mm-hmm. Domestic Violence Awareness Month? Or domestic just Violence Awareness Month is October. October? Okay. So, yep. so, in honor of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, I am here with Catalyst, and I'm. we're going to talk about... Just a little bit about what they do. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Name, pronouns, position? So my name is Alyssa Cozine. My pronouns are she, hers, and I am a prevention advocate at Catalyst Domestic Violence Services. I'm also super excited to be here for like a double Alyssa show. This is personally very the exciting The Alyssa for me. show. <laughs> I love it. Me too. I love meeting new Alyssas. Um, I love meeting new Alyssas that I like. Yes. Because I feel like... Every Alyssa I meet, I'm like, hmm. Yep. <laughs> do you do that too? Oh, 100%. Where you're like, am I going to like you more than I like me? I feel like Are I we going to be best friends? I do people. too. <laughs> but every Alyssa that I've met so far in my 19 years of life is a little bit just like, <laughs> they're a little off. They are. But maybe mm-hmm. it's because I am young and haven't like, experienced life yet but in the five minutes that we've spoke i think you're my favorite i think i'm off you seem the most grounded (laughs) fingers crossed i am a virgo so i am very (gasps) grounded i'm a pisces so you're my sister sign oh my gosh (laughs) because christina my boss also a virgo we're sister signs i think this is gonna be good i think so too good vibes good good vibes Um, maybe I should link, like, a way to find your birth chart in the description. Oh, my gosh. You should definitely do Do you know your moon and rising? Okay, what is it? I'm a double Virgo. um, (gasps) Christina is a double Virgo, too. Really? No, she's a Virgo sun and moon, but still. So, and I'm a Cancer moon. Ooh. Which I feel, like, I feel the Cancer moon, like, deep in my soul. Like, I am a very overly emotional person. So I have, like, that nice sort of, like, Virgo earthiness, groundedness. And then I have, like, the sort of, like, messy emotional side of me is my Cancer. I think that that's good. Everybody needs... People with no water sign placements in their chart, I just worry. (laughs) But then on the same hand, I worry when people have, like, a lot of water placements... But I think you need some just to, like, emotionally. Exactly. So that you're emotionally inept. Yes. <laughs> to situations. I only have one water sign placement. Really? I'm a Pisces sun, and that's my only water sign placement. Wow. I'm Pisces sun, Aquarius moon, Leo rising. Ooh, Leo rising. That's a good one. 
it's a good one because no Leo rising is the same because your chart ruler is based off of your rising sign, but every Leo rising has like a different sun sign. I did not know that. Well, because that's your chart ruler. So I am a Leo rising, and that planet rules the sun. So then my sun sign is Pisces, and that's what rules my chart. Huh. I and that's how it is for too. every Leo rising. <laughs> so you're a Virgo rising. I have no idea what planet Virgo rules. I think it's <laughs> Mercury. That sounds accurate to um, me. So then whatever planet you have in Mercury, that's your chart ruler. Interesting. So well, that's why Leo risings are like unique. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like we should transition from the astrology portion. It was a fun Just tangent. in case. Um, this is the first tangent I've ever been on on a podcast, <laughs> so that's fun, and I'm glad it was this. Oh, I'm the queen of tangents. I will lead you on all sorts of adventures. Same. <laughs> so just in case um, astrology isn't your thing, um, get a tarot reading. Make it your thing. But just in <laughs> case it's not, let's, um, let's transition. Um... So what does your organization do for Chico State and or the Chico community? So for anybody who's not familiar, Catalyst is Butte County's Domestic Violence Services Agency. So our goal is to reduce the incidence of intimate partner violence through things like crisis intervention services, uh, community education, and the promotion of healthy relationships in Butte County. Um, So all of our services are free and confidential, and they're open to community members and students as well. I love, I'm all for the, like, public education because I'm a public health major, so that, like, holds a... I'm like, oh my god, yay! (laughs) Tell people about healthy things! So that's sort of, like, my primary role as a prevention (sighs) advocate is I go out into the community and I do presentations, trainings. In fact, I was at Inspire um, School this morning. I'm talking to the freshmen about healthy relationships and dating violence. Oh my gosh, I wish somebody told me about that when I was a freshman in high school. Same, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, when you're like 14 and you don't know anything Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh no, it's fine. He totally said that like he should just stop talking and now I feel guilty and have to apologize when we should have just communicated. Yes. But you don't know that because you're 14 and you don't know anything about life. Normalize talking about relationships from a young age. Yeah. It's so important. And if your parents don't do that for you, if your parents Mm -hmm. don't initiate that or like your parents don't show you what that's supposed to look like. How are you supposed to know? Totally. I learned healthy relationship ideals from Saved by the Bell, which is not a particularly realistic depiction (laughs) of real life relationships. And then I had to figure out all the rest as I aged and I sort of like experienced it on my own and Mm -hmm. I got there eventually. I definitely feel that like for most people, because nobody is ready to like, just like get your hands dirty and be like, this is okay. This is not okay. It's okay to talk about this, even though it's going to be really uncomfortable for a second. Mm -hmm. Um... It's really a learn as you go, and that that's kind of like not my favorite thing ever. No, I hate learning as I go. Even though I am the queen of like (laughs) learning it the hard way, like somebody's like Alyssa, don't do that, and I'm like, but what if I did? See, I am the exact opposite. I like to like I don't like anything to surprise me. I want to be able to anticipate like every little thing that comes my way. So learning as I go like really freaks me out. But like that's life. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's also chaotic and stressful. Really, this is my favorite episode of the podcast I've ever done. I can tell already. It's oh like, like a different conversation. <laughs> I'm really rocking with it. Um, okay. So in lieu of our event, what does your organization do, if anything, in conjunction with Take Back the Night? 
So Catalyst is sort of a longtime supporter and fan of Take Back the Night, both sort of like nationally as a movement and here um, on the Chico State campus mm-hmm. specifically. Um, we love GSEC. <laughs> Historically, everybody who works at GSEC is just great, um, a great sort of long-term partnership. Um, in the past, we've tabled for Take Back the Night. We generally have like volunteers and staff members march. Um, it's such an important event, and we're glad to help out in whatever Are way we can. Are you going to come march? Fingers crossed. I have a toddler, so it depends <gasps> on how um, flexible she is oh that night. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bring her. She would love it. She loves to march. She practices all day up and down the house. It's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah, and just... I didn't exactly preface, but for those of you who don't know what Take Back the Night is, it is an international movement advocating to end sexual violence on college campuses. I think it started in some college in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. which is really surprising because I'm like South, Southern states don't know how to get down, (laughs) but um, maybe they do. Um, So on Thursday... From 5 to 8, we're going to have survivor speakouts, um, different vendors from the community, um, just to kind of create a safe space for survivors to share their experiences and to educate the public on some different facets of, like, assault and how to be safe and prepared. Um, and then at 7.30, we're going to begin our march and candlelight vigil. And then because it is expected to be a little bit cold, um, we are going to have hot cocoa and tea afterwards. You should definitely go. Um, It's going to take place in the BMU Auditorium. So, yeah, there's my little plug for that, just so everybody knows what's going on. Um, And then, let's see, what's our next question? What does Take Back the Night mean for your organization? I think Catalyst is all about sort of giving voice to subjects that people or society at large would rather sort of keep in the shadows. And I think that Take Back the Night is very much sort of in line with that. Um, Trauma is all around us. um, And we live in a world that tells us to suppress it, um, to sort of put it in the closet and shut the door and forget that it's there in case it makes other people uncomfortable. Um, And I love that Take Back the Night really gives voice to these um, incredibly uh, sort of traumatic experiences that so many people have, Mm -hmm. just to remind people that you're not alone. Um, Mm -hmm. When you're going through it, you feel like you are the only person on the face of the planet who's experienced it. And it's so nice to have that reminder that as awful as it is, there are thousands of people out there who have your back and know exactly what you're going through and are there to support you through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that, obviously, this is not, I am not a professional. I do not have credentials like you do. But I feel like, especially with certain kinds of trauma, um, society likes to tell us that, like, like even though like even though she gets it, it's not the same. It's a different situation. And I feel like just because society tells you to suppress things, it's a way of, like, almost comparing your trauma to other people's and being like, oh, well, this was worse, or, like, at least this didn't happen to you. And I like that this creates a space where you're, like, bringing people in rather than calling people out. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just never liked the whole, like, oh, well, like, yeah, this was bad, but, like, other people have it worse. Like, no, it's still bad. Yep, exactly. It's still bad. Yep. You should still talk about it. Yep. Or not. Yes. Or not talk about it. You should still process it in whatever way is, like, 
most beneficial for you? There are so many ways to deal with trauma. Um, and obviously there are healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms, but as far as how people respond, like there's no right or wrong way to experience trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that take back the night is really a celebration of that. I love that. And I'm excited cause this is my first take back the night. Awesome. And I didn't know about it because I'm a freshman. Oh really? So, yeah. Um, I'm a freshman. I'm the team's baby this year. Um, <laughs> And so I'd never heard about this before, ever. Like, having never been to college and never, no one in my, like, little conservative town ever. And, like, I'm from Humboldt, so in theory you would think, like, oh, Humboldt State is doing this. If they are, I don't know about it. Wow, that's Um, surprising. So I had never heard about it before I got here. So I don't exactly have the, I'm not a great sounding board just because they're so little that I know. And they decided to make me the podcast host. <laughs> Woot! Go team! Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to just be having this conversation with you and be going to the event and just to, like, see. It's a really great event. I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Question five. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. What's the most meaningful work that you have done for Catalyst? So for me personally... Most fulfilling. Most fulfilling... Um, it's probably working with youth. So we've already kind of touched on this a little bit in our conversation. Um, but in general, like love and relationships just aren't things that are talked a lot about in regards to youth. We're sort of given sort of like the general overview, but nobody ever sits you down and says, here's how to have a healthy relationship. Like mm-hmm. here are things to look out for. Here's how to figure out what your boundaries are and how to share them with other people, how to enforce your own boundaries, how to respect other people's boundaries. Oh my God. Yeah. I wish I would have learned that when I was 14. Yes. Like five years later, I'm still like, I have to set a boundary and I'm like calling my parents. I'm like, <gasps> I'm scared. <laughs> totally. And it is scary. And I guess nobody ever tells that to you. Mm-hmm. Like, it is sort of scary to figure all of that stuff out. So it's great to go into a classroom and, like, have those conversations with young people and sort of, like, see, like, the understanding in their eyes. Like, oh, yes, like, that is absolutely something that I've been thinking about. And now I have the language to put it into context to express mm-hmm. myself. Uh, I love it. And young people are smart. Like, they know. A lot of times they just need sort of, like, a push in the right direction. And that's probably another thing. They're like, you don't understand. Like, you're too young. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember I'm going back to this one relationship because I just... A girl needed some help. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But... I remember that relationship had ended and my mom was telling me there were... She was like, honey... Like, you don't know that you loved them. Like, you're too young to have known that. And, like, I feel like a lot of times in society, like, sex and relationships are, like, that's an equivalent. Absolutely. And they're like, you couldn't have known that you loved them if you didn't have sex with them. And I'm like, mom, no. Yeah. Like, (laughs) not the same. Not the same. And I think that because that is something that's, like, pushed in society like that that equivalence exists it's hard to like that's something else Mm -hmm. that's hard to navigate and hard to talk about and be like well I don't even know where I was going I just related every time you talk about you're like doing this with young people I'm like oh my god I wish I was younger because I'm young but like I wish I was younger I think a lot of times like older adults tend to sort of talk about young people in a way 
that's really condescending. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call it adultism. So th- that example that you gave, uh, you'll understand when you're older, is a great example of adultism. One, there's no guarantee that you'll understand anything when you're older. Just because you turn 18 doesn't mean like a magical switch has been flipped. That right. Makes, like I understand everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, like the more experiences you have, like the more context you'll have to sort of like fit some of those experiences. But ultimately, young people know their relationships better than adults ever could. And the best adult ally is there to sort of support them um, and assist them and answer questions and give advice if it's requested. But telling them you should do this or you should do that or you'll understand when you're older is never particularly productive or helpful. No, it is not. Sorry, mom. (laughs) I would like to apologize to my mom as well. She'll probably hear some of this and be like, wait, what? Okay. Sorry, mom. (laughs) Um... Let's see. How can students at Chico State be involved in Catalyst? So you can actually volunteer at Catalyst. Um, We do volunteer trainings a few times a year. Um, Our next volunteer training is going to be at the beginning of June. And then we'll also have one in like August, September, and then another one in January. Um, So in order to volunteer at Catalyst, uh, there's that required um, 40-hour training. Um, and after that 40 hour training is done, you will become a certified domestic violence crisis counselor, which qualifies you to do quite a few things at Catalyst. Um, so you could sort of hang out at our confidential emergency shelter and support the people that are staying there. Um, you could answer hotline calls, um, and help people through crises. Um, or you could also sort of volunteer in the prevention and education program, and you can go out and table in the community and talk to people about healthy relationships and relationship violence. That's that's so cool that's the coolest thing i've ever heard um <laughs> i'm not even joking i'm gonna look into that I please think. do and if you go to catalystdvservices.org there's a little section on our website about volunteering and it can give you some more information you can also apply to volunteer on our website i totally want to look into that it's a great experience one like i love catalyst volunteers they're always amazing and also i just really love catalyst as an agency i think we have a good atmosphere i like the people that work there um it's really fulfilling work and it's really important work too that's so good i don't know if i have time for it but i will make time for it just because oh my gosh and this is so eye-opening to me because Mm -hmm. i'm like public health girl and I'm like I don't want to go into public health education like I think it's important (laughs) but I don't want to do it and I'm like maybe I do yeah absolutely maybe that's what I want to do because that sounds so rad and so important so I will also link that in the description for anyone that's interested in volunteering for Catalyst um let's see getting down to our final couple questions what are some ways that Catalyst individuals Oh, sorry. What are some ways Catalyst supports individuals involved in sexual violence? Uh, So Catalyst has quite a lot of services available to people who are experiencing sexual abuse within the context of intimate partner relationships. Um, So we offer legal advocacy, which a lot of times um, is sort of help through the restraining order process or accompanying somebody to court. Uh, We also offer um, ongoing counseling as well as housing options. Um, But Catalyst has been a safe space and a resource for many survivors of sexual assault outside of the context of an intimate relationship. Um, So while addressing intimate partner violence is our primary mission, we also want to ensure that we're never the wrong door for somebody who has been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. So if somebody calls or walks into our office, we'll provide crisis services and ensure that they get connected to longer-term support. Love it. 
So you said that you accompany people to court. Mm-hmm. Is that like when they're on the stand and they're like giving their testimony and then you're just there as kind of like a, I need to find a different word other than support. <laughs> um, support is really a great word for it though. Cause it's kind of what essentially it looks like. Um, in, in general, when we accompany people to court, it's almost always on family court days. So it's usually related to um, like a restraining order hearing or sometimes custody. And what that looks like is um, there are a bunch of cases on the same day and the judge will call each case one by one. So if um, Catalyst is accompanying somebody to court, um, their name will be called. They'll go up and sit in front of the judge and we will sit next to them um, while the judge sort of asks them questions. And we're not lawyers, so we can't talk on their behalf during the proceedings. But sometimes it's just nice to have somebody else up there with you who Mm -hmm. has your back and knows what you're going through. Right. Um, Yeah, I love that. My dad does work like that he's awesome. like not like catalyst work but like for a different organization he like goes to court with children oh, wow. who've been um abused and so i was wondering if that was like kind of the same thing yeah, he sometimes tells me about it he was like i have to go to court today or he's like i haven't slept in 36 hours because we had a call <laughs> and i'm like you should go to bed and he was like i wanted to make sure you're okay how was Aww. your day and i'm like go to sleep <laughs> such a dad call me later <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see if there's any similarity in that. Yeah, have you ever like done that? I have. I'm not an, a legal advocate, so it's not something that I've done a lot, but I have done it a few times. Court is scary, regardless yeah, of the that reason that you're sounds really there. scary. Mm-hmm. It's oh my gosh. And if you have been to court, if you have been through this process on any facet, legally, you've used Catalyst services, you haven't, but you've experienced some form of violence, you are so brave and so loved, and so valued, and there are safe spaces for you, and you are not by yourself. Well said. Okay, before we head out, how can we reach you? So there are a few different ways. We have a 24-hour hotline, 800-895-8476. That number is available 24-7, even on holidays. So if you are in crisis or you have a question and you just need some support, that's a really great first contact. Uh, You can also reach us at our Chico business office and our Orville business office. We're generally open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Our Chico office is 530-343-7711. Our Orville office is 532-6427. And then you can also find us um, online, catalystdvservices.org. And we are also on Instagram and Facebook at catalystdvservices. We're all over the place. I will link all of that information that will all be in the description for anyone who needs it. Um, I think that remembering phone numbers like that is such a talent because I used to work at a blood bank and we would have to like say the phone number at the end of the messages and now it's like ingrained in your brain forever. There are like three or four phone numbers I know and they're almost always catalysts and the reason that I remember it is because... I did a radio interview when I first started working at Catalyst, and it was live, and they asked me on air what our hotline number was, and I could not for the life of me remember it off the top of my head. So now I have had that traumatic embarrassing experience. Oh, no. Yeah. just etched on my brain. Yeah. I might have cried. Oh, yeah. Like, that that (laughs) definitely would have made a phone call to my dad. (laughs) I forgot. I'm like, look us up on the internet. You can find it there. It happens, though. I have it now. (laughs) Um, Well... Thank you so much for talking with me. It was so nice to meet you. 
I would definitely put you as my favorite Alyssa because you just taught me so many cool things. I am honored that to I, be that high in the rankings of Alyssa. I'm, I'm, I'm very touched. <laughs> it's my pleasure. You have taught me so many things <laughs> that I hope to get involved with and, like, carry in my work with GSEC, hopefully. Um I think it'd definitely be cool if we could do more, like, partnerships with you outside yeah. of Take Back the Night. Anytime. And, like, just give us a call. Yes. Well, um, if that is... I think that's everything for the good of the order. So thank you so much for listening. I will see you all at Take Back the Night on Thursday. Um, peace out, Girl Scouts.